Welcome to the Road to Wembley podcast. This episode includes cheesy jokes, some cheesed off fans, Tottenham's famous cheese room and two absolute melts. Hello Alex. Hello Jack. Now this episode we're going to go to a Prem team which feels kind of tried and true. Everyone does Prem podcasts, everyone talks about a Prem. Yeah, enough of the bloody Prem already. That's not. I thought we were cool. I thought we talked about Haringey and other teams. I can't quite remember right now. Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Now we're talking about Tottenham, who I love, by the way. But everyone knows about Tottenham. It's not fun. There's already 101 podcasts of of middle-class white men talking about Tottenham, right? We just don't want to be another one of those. Yeah, we'll add our own little kind of charm to it as we do. Um, But we should explain. So Portsmouth uh, are off. They're off from Pompey to North London. Mm -hmm. So not far for us, but quite far for Portsmouth. And they're playing the mighty Tottenham Hotspur. Like the brand new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Now, I think the, the listeners will be aware that you are, in fact, a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Are you a fan of the new stadium? Yeah. What are yeah. your favourite assets? Um, there is no cheese room, as there, everyone <laughs> thinks there was. Um, I like that it has the longest bar in Europe. Does it? The longest bar in all of Europe is in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Good trophy for Spurs, that um, But I don't know. I'm like, I like going to pubs outside the stadium. I don't really like the idea of going for a drink in the stadium. I like to go, especially... When travelling on the road as well, for like local colour. Mm-hmm. Um, so I prefer to have drinks around Tottenham Stadium. But it's just cool. Um, I like... I did the tour of it once, for like a birthday present. Yeah. Um, with uh, with Mickey Hazard. He's famous. Oh, Aiden Hazard's dad. <laughs> and he, he wishes. <laughs> um, and it's good. Yeah, it's just, it's just very cool. It's very beautiful. It's very new. And it does feel that it has a soul. It doesn't, a soul. it doesn't feel soulless, good. as lots of new stadiums do. Can you not drink tea and slurp on the podcast? Thank you, uh, I love tea. Tea gets me going in the <laughs> bit of a caffeine kick, and it, it yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Either we have the slurping, or we have no energy from you. You'll remember that I'm, I'm always nibbling something or drinking something throughout the podcast. Uh, yeah, might have good podcast stuff we've thrown away because you're nibbling. <laughs> uh, with that in mind, should we get onto your segment? Before I talk more about Tottenham, which I will do in a minute, should we talk about the news? Let's talk about the news. Yeah. So, Jack, it's the news segment. Our, everyone's favourite segment. Our favourite segment, would you say? Is it your favourite segment? I resent it because it's everyone else's favourite segment and I feel like we can never lose it. Well, I guess one thing we've never really paid attention to with news is that it has to be new stories. Yeah, it's right? never often been current. We, often we dig up stories from, from years ago. Yes, yeah, it's like Henry VIII football. Well, I've got three stories for you today that are actually fairly current. Two okay. from 2023 and one from 2022. So if you've been paying any attention to the football world, oh, no. you'll be able to identify which one of these is in fact fake. True. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> One day we'll understand the rules of this game we made up. Let me start uh, with the first story called An Absolute Gift. In 2022, in preparation for the Qatar World Cup, the USA men's squad are travelling in Milwaukee on a 10-day intensive training camp. In the okay. afternoons, when not training, they're expected to complete kind of press duties and uh, community outreach programmes and things like that, as many modern teams are. One such afternoon, goalkeeper Matt Turner and left-back Anthony Robinson, both Premier League players, attend a charity football tournament at a local school. Backed by a local sponsor, there will be a fundraiser where young players aged 11 to 16 can take penalties against Turner, the current USA number one. Right. Each penalty scored, uh, $1,000 will be donated to a local children's cancer charity. So first up to take a penalty is uh, Eugene Logan Phillips, who's a 12-year-old from Wisconsin. Uh, and he steps up to the spot and his shot is saved by Matt Turner. Mm-hmm. Nine more youngsters step up. 
all saved. And presumably, having not read the script, he saves every right, single yeah. penalty. <laughs> I watched an interview with Matt Turner after this, and uh, he kind of half jokingly, half embarrassed, in a half embarrassed voice, said, I- "I'm a goalkeeper. It's my job to not to stop the ball going in the net, regardless of who's shooting." So in total, we denied ten thousand dollars for penalty shooting. Did he make up for it? He did. No, I don't think he covered that, it. There was no report saying that you've seen. Okay, so you you're you're saying he did understand the rules. He just chose not to play along. Well, he understood the rules too well, almost. Yeah, I think I think he I think he did understand the rules from what I understood. So he understood his going to charity, and he, but instead and he chose to, save to all ten. He thought, you know, these kids have got to show them how to really take a penalty. They got to put it in the top corner, kind of thing. And I imagine their penalties weren't quite up to Premier League or yeah. But you can make the case that's not what it's about, man. <laughs> you could make that. Um, case. Okay, I guess that could happen. I, if you told me he didn't understand mm. and thought it was like a real drill, <laughs> and he was dreading the clip, I think I'd be more inclined to believe the fact that he he was told that. And still chose to do what he did. Also, I don't know. Like, so how old are these kids? Twelve. That that one's twelve. Eugene Logan Phillips is twelve. I just imagine one of those twelve-year-olds would get past him. Do you think? <laughs> Maybe that's me really putting down. I was going to say how many goalkeepers. How many penalties do you think you would save against Matt Zerner? No, no, against 10, uh, 11 to sixteen-year-olds. I would save. I'm not a goalkeeper. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's not my question. I think I'd probably save. And full-size girl. Yeah. Two. <laughs> oh, depending how good the 12 year olds are okay because they're from milwaukee yeah. too if i was playing in a school in sao paulo yeah 0.3 <laughs> you'd have to hope they would be missing the target really wouldn't you yeah yeah okay my second story sometimes you win oh sometimes you win sometimes you lose nice. tough sheet you think a russian yeah accent. just in a foreign instead of foreign accent <laughs> foreign, okay um so this bit, next bit of news, Jack, sounds like an excerpt from one of our, our sponsors. Okay, fine. Right. Um, but it's actually not. So in 2023, Bolton, Bolton Wanderers, mm-hmm. uh, will be renaming their stadium. Do you know that? The Tough Sheet Community Stadium. Yeah. You did know that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the news? Mm, we'll move away from that one. <laughs> Let me come back to that. Hmm. <laughs> That's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, no, don't cut. Okay, we'll play on. That's play never on. ever happened before. Well, I've got another story, and I'm, well, I've got another game to turn it into. <laughs> right, right. This one's called "From Russia with Gloves." Okay, I well, wonder this one's true. <laughs> so, um, my next bit of news, Jack, uh, it also took place in 2023 at a Dutch boys' football team called Hoogland Under Twelves. The Hoogland Under Twelves, uh, back in January this year, were coached by a man named Harry Heinen. Uh, who had played in goal for Ajax and Spartak Moscow in the 1990s. Um, and in February, he was arrested by the National Police Corps of Netherlands. Guess what for? Drugs. For treason. All oh, right. It's <laughs> not really a good news story, but it's just drugs. <laughs> treason against the, the, Dutch. the Dutch crown. Yeah, or the government. Yeah. Because Harry's a football coach of the local boys team in his spare time, but his nine-to-five job, he was Terrorist. a Dutch security minister. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not the Dutch security ministry. He worked, in the, he worked in the Dutch security ministry. Yeah. And it transpired that he was a double agent for Vladimir Putin's Russia. Fucking hell. I know. And he'd been link, leaking information to the Russian state relating to a war in Ukraine. So here's a quote. The father of two had gained respect within the Russian secret police where he oversaw units for spying on foreign communications and internal security. The latest update I can give you that he's now thought to be cooperating with the Dutch authorities. And he explained his reason as saying he did it for money and that he'd gone bankrupt after playing football. Think that's true. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I don't think it's true. So based on the fact you know for a fact one of the stories <laughs> is true. I'm just amazed that's never happened before. We're doing this podcast, this segment of podcast for ages. Uh, I should have played along. Sorry. No, 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 not at all. I think you. I thought you were going to do another element to that story. 
Uh, he was, I don't know, the Dutch. Shall I read out the, the the story you know to be true, just so the listeners can hear it? Well, I haven't guessed yet. Might be, might be, yeah, fine. Okay, <laughs> I think the one about Bolton is true, because I remember reading it. The, that's the issue with the re- doing recent stories. The reason yeah. I do stories from yeah, the right. 50s and ones from Estonia because it's less like you read it. You're quite right. You are quite right. Well, well Bolton are, in fact, naming their, their new stadium the Tough Sheet Stadium. Yeah, tell me. I don't actually know why, though. So tell me why. Um, well, I know they met with 20 other potential sponsors and they picked out Tough Sheet, which is apparently uh, the biggest provider of damp-proof membrane. In Bolton? In, no, in the country. Okay. And uh, they, I guess, were able to meet the demands of Bolton Football Club, which mm. Bolton's current stadium is the University of Bolton Football Stadium, I think. Previously, the Reebok, obviously, more famously. Yes, I know that, yeah. Um, the CEO said, it's been a long process and we'd like to extend our gratitude to the other 20 enterprises that showed it an interest in being part of Bolton. But in the end, tough shoot. They were, respons- they were the sponsor for us. It's, I think it's about one of a really poorly run club. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was, wasn't like, it was like got a point deduction like two years ago. Right? Yeah, I guess that's true. But I guess everyone's still talking about this sponsor. It's getting yeah. notoriety. Well, yeah. Tension. You, you thought it wasn't notoriety enough that you read it out on this quiz. I think the problem is uh, you're working for Lambert and you've got a lot of time on BBC Sport. <laughs> Excuse me. I work very, very hard. Uh, yeah, that's, I did see that story. That is funny. But then I guess, that, like, I agree with you, I guess, if you start to win games. The thing is, all these things seem stupid, then you win a game and suddenly it's cool, you know? Yeah. It's like you get a shit manager. It's like, this fucking sucks. And then you win three games, like, this shit manager's a legend. You love yeah. it, you know? The Nathan Jones effect, yeah. Yeah, well, like, kind of comes with a human meme, you know? It's like everyone loves Soldado at Spurs. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, just kind of got to embrace it a little bit. Stop being so up your own ass. Goldardo. Yeah. Well, there you are, listener. You've witnessed a uh, two the boys, first. whatever we're called now, Road to Wembley first. Um, <laughs> well, they need a story for a fact. Yeah. In, in uh, nearly 30 episodes of recording this podcast, Jack's finally identified the real true story before I even got to read before it. Before you even read this third story, yeah. Yeah. So well done, Jack. You win forever. Thanks, man. Never mind. Maybe we should retire this. Let us know if we should retire this. Everyone will university say no because it's the best element of this podcast. Um, God, if it's the best element of this podcast, and they've all got the rest of the podcast. I can, we can come up with a new feature. Yeah, yeah. We haven't absolutely. done a new feature for a while. Yeah, we did. Um, but keep listening. We did COVID. Co didn't once where <laughs> I listed off players and Alex guessed if they had COVID. Yeah, uh, we did footballers doing nice things. That was good. Warnock. Uh, the Warnock book. I went off for too long. My point is, we can we've got other features in the back. We can have a think, so you know, we can avoid these embarrassing scenarios. Yeah, very embarrassing. Uh, speaking of embarrassing scenarios, and speaking of moving on to new things, Jack, would you like to tell me about the game? So, before I talk about the game, let's talk about the new club. The club is not new to me, already new to you, almost my listeners. It is of course Tottenham Hotspur. Um, Tottenham Hotspur was founded in 1882 um, by a cricket team originally mm-hmm. uh, and they were originally just called Hotspur but then had to change the name because there was another team called Hotspur very popular name apparently and they became Tottenham Hotspur um, the original Hotspur no longer exists it's gone and the original actual crest for Tottenham Hotspur was like a kind of an opulent H um, before it became a, a cock on a ball um, trophies yeah. You might be thinking, Tottenham ain't got any fucking trophies. I bet someone's laughing their arse off at home at the idea of Tottenham having trophies. Yeah, I'm giggling here. First division winners twice, two in a row, one a row on a bounce. First team to ever do that. Uh, four League Cups, UEFA Cup, first club, first English club to ever win a European trophy. Uh, followed quickly by the UEFA Cup Winners' Cup. And how many FA Cups, Alex? Guess. Tottenham have won three FA Cups. 
eight FA Cups. Whoa. They are right behind, I guess, Arsenal and Chelsea. I didn't Whoa, look that well done, Tottenham. Um, one of the most pop, yeah, one of the most uh, successful teams in that competition, and by far our most successful one. Listeners of the first podcast know we should have really ended up following City and then been in the final of Arsenal, right? Yeah. So we would have followed the biggest winning team. Yeah. Um, but we haven't. So Tottenham is by far our big kind of FA Cup legendary team. Yeah. Um, so that being said, it's 15 years since the last trophy, and that stings me to say. 15 years. The last one was an FA Cup, uh, League Cup, sorry. Um, the stadium, you've already mentioned the beautiful stadium, brand new, 62,850 capacity. Fucking massive. Brand new, brand spanking new. It's just called the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, but it's called built on where White Hart Lane was, which is why I think it still has a little bit of soul. Yeah. I think when all these clubs move stadiums like the Emirates, and I think it'll happen for Chelsea and Everton as well, when you move it, you literally, well, you just lose the community, <coughs> don't you? And you lose the pubs and you lose the vibe. So. As much as it was a fucking pain in the ass, and I think some dodgy deals were done to get that stadium there, mm-hmm. and I remember playing at Wembley, I think it's paid off because the atmosphere is really, really good there. Famous fans. We always make up famous fans, not this time. Adele. Wow. Yeah, one of the most yeah, famous people one. ever, right? Yeah, ever. Pre- I think so. Yeah. <laughs> she had three biggest albums, didn't she? Yeah, she did, yeah. She's pretty famous. One of the yeah. yeah. Rachel Stevens, less yeah. famous but equally great. Not one of the three greatest albums ever, but... William Shatner, <laughs> yeah. Captain Kirk. One of the most famous people ever. Yeah. Jerry Springer, do you remember him? Yeah. Yeah. One of the most famous people ever. And Alan Sugar. Uh-huh. Well, I wonder when he was coming up. Yeah, who of course owns Tottenham. And apparently he was a terrible, terrible owner. And he really damaged the club. <laughs> Good. Top goal scorer changed very recently. Yep. It is now Harold Kane, um, just outscored Jimmy Greaves. Um, they've had some top players over the years. Obviously, I think that, Alex. But I'm going to ask you, who was your favourite Tottenham player ever? You, like, you know, it ain't got to be a former Liverpool player. No, um, no. But is there any Tottenham player you thought, oh, I really wish they played for Liverpool? You kind of you enjoyed watching, despite the fact they weren't playing for your club. Yeah, I think so. One one jumps out. One uh, was actually playing against my Liverpool last night, and that's got to be Luka Modric. Yeah. What a master, hey? He's very good. One of the best players ever. How old is he now? Like 50? I think he's 37, 38, but still criminally underrated. He's still spanking Liverpool. Watching the World Cup, he was. you didn't watch the World Cup, but watching the World Cup, he was fantastic. He was still brilliant. Yeah, he does. He's like a big game player. If people think, when you hear big game player, you think goal scorer. But actually, I don't, I've never seen Modric have a bad game. Yeah. He's always seems to be dominating. A big game player and a little game player. Makes everyone look silly. Yeah, absolutely. Can um, I ask you a question? Sure. How do you feel if the Tottenham's obviously they're looking for a sponsor? If Damp Sheet came in, what a local tough sheet. Uh, I like that kind of shit. I mean, it's rather that. I, it's funny that people get annoyed about. Remember when like Uber Eats bought like the what did they Ligue buy? Ligue 1. It was the Uber Eats Ligue 1. Like, didn't they also buy the PSG stadiums? Like Maybe, yeah. But it's like, why is that worse or better than like the Budweiser stadium or the Vodafone stadium? Like, yeah, why do people yeah. cry about that kind of thing? Like the Etihad and the Emirates, those are just as dorky. Yeah. So I'm happy with tough sheet or whatever. <laughs> Um, you got a dream Spurs sponsor Who yeah uniformdating.com <laughs> stadium it's always been my dream sponsor uh, as long as we stay away from like a government or like I don't want to be owned by I want to be I like the everyone gives Levy stick but like he is a Tottenham fan like yeah. he's from that area like he seems to actually despite many things he does to the country does seem to like the club so I just want to, I just want to be sponsored and owned by people who have a genuine connection. How far away do you think we are from being the Road to Wembley podcast stadium of somewhere? Oh, we could probably just do that for a day, can we? Yeah, yeah. We could perhaps. look into that if we ever do a season four or a season whatever the fuck. Yeah, this four. Is. Yeah. Uh, we talked about doing it in Italy, mm-hmm. but maybe we should just do it in England again and sponsor. Try and find the smallest team in the UK and sponsor their stadium. And just say, even if just for a day, that day it becomes the two, the Road to Wembley uh, <laughs> stadium. Yeah, absolutely. Any any club that your dream club to sponsor. 
probably won't be Tottenham. But, but uh, who would be good? The Forest Green would be good. Oh, yeah, we, like we're a really good brand synergy with Forest Green. Yeah. Because we both, well, I'm a veg town, and we both, you know, dislike climate change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the most Speak part. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Um, but the game, should we talk about the game, Alex? Yeah. So, I'll get my notes up. Um, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> what did you think of the stadium? You've never been to the stadium before. I've been a few times. What did you I've, think of I've the... I've been outside. It's a beautiful stadium. It's very high tech, isn't it? For, I think we went to... Uh, yeah, we've been to a few other older stadiums recently. Yeah. And they don't hold a... What's the phrase? Candle. They don't hold a candle up to... Well, it's like... Uh, the way I'll describe it is... We went to MK Dons. Yeah. Which is a really nice stadium, new stadium. But it felt a little bit soulless. And it was very quiet. Yeah. We went to Pompey, which... To be honest, I thought if I blew too hard, the stadium would fall down. Yeah. But I had a lot of fucking noise, a lot of soul. Yeah. Tottenham seems to be a combination of both. I got it right a little bit, which I guess a lot of Prem stadiums appear to do. Mm-hmm. Um, loads of Pompey fans there, loads of police. Yeah. Loads of noise. It felt quite cagey. There's no real rivalry between the teams. I guess the fact that they've been in the Prem. I think Pompey fans are a little bit sour, maybe, when they play at Prem teams. That's where they want to be, right? Yeah. So I felt a lot of like noise and anger and there's horses and shit like that, which is, we haven't seen at that level before yet. <laughs> Um, as the game started, I have a note here saying there was so much abuse for Emerson Royale. Even someone like me who dislikes Emerson Royale, yeah. I was I was shocked. You, I thought you were saying you. Were I didn't say anything to Emerson. I I don't really. I like especially at games. I do. I, I run my mouth a little bit when I'm not in the stadium. But yeah. I never had to stand with a abuse player. And he was just getting a lot of booing and a lot of he shit get up the pitch. Yeah. Uh, at one point, a woman said, "Stop swearing." The guy was swearing so much about Emerson Royale. Oh really? That's that's quite sad, isn't it? I, I think before we get into the game too much, Jack, I'd like to come clean with the listener. Is that right? Go ahead. So, listener, I've got an admission to make. I did get inside the stadium, almost, uh, unfortunately, not unfortunately, um, I bought some tickets off a man on Twitter, or what I thought were tickets. Turns thought out, was a man. <laughs> what I thought was a man. He was a crook. Uh, he was a con. Man. I don't know if it was a man or not, because all he really sent me was a QR code with some emojis on it for about 60 quid, which I admit wasn't my smartest move. I was quite eager to get to the game. I didn't want to miss a game for the podcast. Um, I took my QR code to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium where they're super high-tech scanners and uh, remarkably I got through the first set of ticket barriers and I thought, oh, maybe this is legitimate. Unfortunately, I was turned away at the second set. So uh, the reason Jack was able to ask me about the stadium is I was able to see it from the inside but not able to enter the pitch, unfortunately. So so Jack had to attend this game alone. Uh, I was in the vicinity but not pitch side. Thanks for being honest about that, Alex. <clears throat> Didn't have to do that. Um, well, I just want the listeners to know there's a struggle sometimes this podcast. It is a pain, yeah. It's, we don't, it's not as pretty as we make I also it missed a Yeovil game, but then we pretended we didn't. So I went up to that as well. So we both missed a game this season. Um, yeah. Well, we'll get into Wembley one way or the other, aren't we? Yeah. We've been to every round, right? It's not a big deal. We're yeah. doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. Uh, my ticket came from Richard O'Kelly, so shout out to him. He sorted me out because it was a pain in the arse, as Rose said. Um, I imagine Pompey fans were buying, going every which way. Because their fans thought it was fucking mad. Like, I think we mentioned last time, didn't we? They are crazy about football, Pompey. Yeah, they were. They were. I mean, I loved it down at Fratton Park, and they, uh, as Londoners are regularly on the tube, they were fully occupying it when they were fully. Yeah, the yeah. Old tube was full of Pompey fans. Yeah. Um, back to the game. A really poor first thirty minutes from both sides, which is fucking boring. You didn't. You weren't missing much. You're probably lucky you weren't there. Uh, Brian Gill looked good. He's now gone back on loan, but he looked really cool. Everyone wants him to do well, don't they? He just seems like a nice guy. He's got kind of a Beatles haircut. Is he going to do well? Uh, probably not the Spurs, <laughs> but yes, he'll do well at okay. some point. He just looks—he just looks a nice guy, you know. Um, he's like a bit like Modric, like you know how Modric had like a moppy head and like he just Modric doesn't look yeah. like a footballer, but then he plays and it's like you, you want to put your hand in it and shake it and go, "Well yeah, done, yeah, son. yeah, well done, man." But he was good. He was good in this game. Um, Royal off the post, off getting all that abuse. Royal did turn it on and get off the post, but then the goal came from the inevitable Harry fucking Kane. HK ten. Yeah. Um, 
let's talk about Hurricane. Okay. Um, there's always talk about Hurricane. Is he world class? He hasn't won any trophies, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Where do you sit on this? He's absolutely world class. Yeah. He's the best player in England for years. I think it's, yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Certainly the best player Tottenham have for years. Probably the best player Tottenham have ever had. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, as Alan Shearer said, out, his, his records are his trophies, right? Yeah, you yeah, shouldn't have to move just because. Because, oh, 100%. Uh, and as, you know, it's weird that everyone, when I was a kid, it was a big thing about loyalty, right? Like the idea of playing for your boyhood club. And then now everyone's got a bit more cynical and it's about winning. Yeah. But someone pointed out the other day, no one's going to remember Michael Richards' one Premier League title, but everyone is going to remember Harry Kane. And I think that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he scored um, 1 0. And to be honest, that is kind of the game. Uh, it's very classic second half Spurs this season where we kind of didn't do anything the first half, the second half really turned on. Probably due to someone like Ben Score coming on and kind of whipping us into shape. KG last few minutes, I did think Pompey would get something back and then just go back to them. Um, Pompey fans did not stop singing. They were like, so loud. I keep banging on about this, but they're so loud. Um, they get banging on, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, game ended 1 0. Tottenham press on. Mm. Um, yeah. I listened to another football podcast, uh, and on that, they reported on this game is the most boring they'd ever seen. Yeah, I think that's a ridiculous thing to say because <laughs> I've been to so many fucking boring games, and that isn't even in my top ten boring. That's good to games. know. That's good to know. Um, I think that's classic. That's the kind of journalism we don't do in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think a one 0 Tottenham versus Pompey is boring, you need to fucking get out more, mate. Cause there's some fucking boring shit around the country. A nil nil, for example. Yeah, I'll give you a chance to shoot him down. Yeah, and he's fucking wrong. <laughs> I'm trying a lot on this podcast, aren't I? That's okay. I, don't know what well, I, I could be that old lady in the stadium next to you telling you to stop. Yeah, I could, yeah. She's telling listening. Stop swearing. Yeah, I feel bad. Um, yeah. Don't, if, if, we're not, if there's kids around in the stadium, don't swear, guys. Have you got a favourite Tottenham player, beyond, apart from Hurricane? I don't think Hurricane is. I think Gareth Bale is my favourite Tottenham player. In the sense that I like watching him the most. Yeah. Um, favourite current player? Probably Hurricane. I love Romero. <laughs> I think Romero is so cool. I think he's like one of the best players we've had in ages. Love Sonny. Love Larice, but I wish he'd go. Um, yes, Harry Kane. Harry Kane, uh, do you know what it was? Like when like Chelsea had like Lampard and JT, and then you guys had Gerard. Yeah. And like Man United had like Giggs and Rooney and Skulls and these kind of players that like missed United, missed Liverpool. I don't think Tottenham really had that kind of Ledley King, but yeah. he was on the out kind of as he started to get good. So I was always jealous of having that English player who was the epitome of the club. And Harry Kane is that for us. Now it's quite nice to have Mr. Tom. Bit of a cliche, but he's a bit of a throwback, isn't he? Yeah, 100% is, man. He is, and like he's boring. Like he never, he's always never in trouble. He's that classic. He's a reason why kind of old men like him. And uh, I think deep down, from what I understand, I, you never know these people, dude. He does seem like a quite nice guy. He does seem like a um, nice guy. I will say this about him. He never won a, like he hasn't won a trophy. He might never win a trophy. And I think this is the one political thing I'm going to say in this podcast. If he had won the Rainbow Band. He'd, he'd be bigger than any trophy in the world. So that's, that's my, that's my that's ending, ending comment on Hurricane and, and, the, and, the, and the game. Should we have a word from our sponsor? Let's do it. Now, we here at the Road to Remedy podcast love to have a laugh, but this next bit is no laughing matter. With the introduction of low-fat, high-protein shakes and energy drinks more appealing to Gen Z, Borville sales across the UK have absolutely plummeted. Local Bovril merchants and brewers are facing extinction and everyone's favourite meat-based drink substitutes could go with them. Next time you attend a football game, please purchase a, cop, a hot cup of the black elixir we all seem to have forgotten. If you, like me, can't stand it, just give it to a small child or pour it into a front garden whilst walking home. Bovril, a hard drink for a hard time. Well, Alex, I'm sorry you missed a game, um, but we've been, we've been better games to come. 
There are always better games. That's the beautiful thing about the FA Cup. Yeah. It's an upward trajectory. It's great David Mitchell. There's everything to play for and forever to play it in. That's, That's what's beautiful about football, isn't it? Yeah. The reassuring thing about the FA Cup is, as it has been every day, every year for the last 150 years, it will be back again next year. Unless Not that it's over now. Unless there's a world war, right? Didn't it stop during a war? Uh... Yeah. Maybe that'll come up during one of our new segments. But obviously, no, both of us know. Yeah. Um, before we go, should we have a letter? Please, yeah, yeah. Let's see who's written. written this is from this Frank in West Byfleet. Lovely. Hi, fellas. Hope you're doing well. I play five-a-side with some lads from work every Wednesday. We used to do that, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but I found that we lacked chemistry. So as a way to build rapport and camaraderie amongst us, I suggested we host a combine for me style competition. I went first and cooked a fantastic vegetable lasagna, if I did say myself. Okay, great. And scored a solid 30 out of 50. Not wow, bad. yeah. Yeah, not bad. Good. Um, the most memorable meal, though, was that of Albert's, who uh, ignored the clear instructions from Danny not to use any prawns in his dishes <laughs> uh, due to his allergy. Danny went into anaphylactic shock. Oh. He's still in the hospital and things don't look good. I'm sorry for laughing. Um, despite this bump in the road, the dinners did bring us closer together. And after replacing Danny with another lad, we started to win the games. My question is, which footballer would you like to cook for you? Perhaps you can go one step further and round out your full dream team of condemned me, uh, the football players. First Thanks. of all, let, let me extend my condolences to Danny. He's like not that. dead yet. He's no. just in very bad shape. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> extend any, if he was dead. I wouldn't extend him condolences. Sends the family, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just fine. hope he recovers soon. Yeah, good, yeah. Get well, Danny. Hopefully, he's listening to us. Hope they're piping into the hospital again. And uh, good to hear the team's now winning. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Like, you know, swings around. There's always God always opens the door. Hmm. There's one door closes and one opens. Yeah, as Danny dies, you won't be able to Yeah, yeah. Who's a, who do you think would be a good cook? I'm thinking Perlo. Yeah. I think he'd be a fantastic chef. He's got vineyards, you know, he's got some good vino. Yeah, that's a good chef. That's a good chef. If I had to pick an English footballer, I think they're generally pretty bad, aren't they? I think Jack Grealish said he doesn't know how to do beans on toast. Yeah, I think you want to avoid... There are certain players that come across like kind of man-child. They've, yeah. they've basically had everything go right for them. Robbie Savage is the same, even though I imagine he's not been nearly as careful as Jack Grealish. But yeah. there are some players you think I'd stay away from. Absolutely. Um, some t- a lot of footballers don't drink tap water. I always find that weird. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I never drink bottled water. Life. I only drink bottled water. Who says that? I know Wijnaldum used to do it. Oh. <laughs> it sucks, doesn't it? Um... I think someone like James Milner would probably make a decent curry. Yeah, I'll probably have Van Dijk. He seems, a bit, he seems like a big grown-up boy. Yeah, grown, you want a grown-up and you mm. want someone who's been around the block a little bit. Yeah, Van Dijk. Senior player. Can't think of a young player who I trust to... Trust in the kitchen. Sure, I think Jude Bellingham. Oh, great shot. I think he'd be good. Yeah, he's got his, he's got his head switched on, hasn't he? Yeah, you think just, he's man of culture as well, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe... Who would be the worst? Jack Rudish would be bad. I think Rooney would be quite bad. Yeah. I think Mika Richards would be quite bad. I think there'd be a lot would be much worse than there would be good, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I like to think there's someone out there who's an absolute fucking. I'm trying to think, yeah, cook. who's a great? I want a young English player who can really deliver a good meal. <laughs> I think it is Jude Bellingham. Yeah, right? in I the prep, in the prep. I think Saka might do all right. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm, I don't know. He, he's so boyish, isn't he? He couldn't tie a tie, could he? Yeah. Could he make a curry? Yeah, and I don't keep saying curry. He's made other things. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose the, I suppose my dream lineup would be you want to have a Jack Grealish there to kind of fuck it up. Yeah. So you'd have a Jack Grealish. Yeah. You'd have a Perlo. You also want some explosive characters come down. You want to have a bit of an argument. Mm-hmm. So maybe like someone like Roy Keane. I mean, he's probably set maybe have Vieira on the team as well. You try and have people. You try and set up an argument. Which is how it works to come down. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, Roy Keane gets into a lot of uh, dream lineups because he starts arguments, right? Because he starts an argument with someone. Yeah. That's what you want to see on TV. Controversial element. And then you'd have Jude Bellingham, who'd kind of like. Maybe come second or potentially beat Perlo. Mm-hmm. He'd be the kind of one you like. I think I'd maybe have Patrice Everett because 
uh, A, I've seen him eat that raw chicken, so he probably eats most things. Oh, yeah, he did eat raw chicken. And then B, I just think Is that someone you want to cook for you? <laughs> I don't want him to cook for me, but I do want to eat my food. Did he eat it or just lick it? I don't, wouldn't that kill you? I don't, say, I don't understand how he ate no, it. He took a bite out of it, didn't he? And then like, spat it out, I think. Oh, okay. It's pretty awful. But I do think overall he's a positive bloke. And, I think he'd be a good person to hang out with. Yeah, I think, I think he'd get boring quite quickly because we should, I think he'd be a lot of shouting. I think the first night would be sick and then you'd be a bit hungover and then he starts doing it again. Yeah. Like, Patrice, can you just shut up? It's <laughs> not your evening tonight as well. You're also ruining Jude's evening. I presume they, I won't have to see him the next day. We don't, we don't have to stay in the same house, do we? No. They always say Kambani be that, oh, we'll stay in touch. Right, okay. Do you reckon that's true? Over what period of time has Kambani be filmed? I think it's set over a week. Okay. <laughs> we talk a lot about <laughs> shit TV shows in this podcast. We do that in our free time anyway. Yeah, I think I said every week. Um, what would you cook on Kandamu? <sighs> probably like a caprese salad for starters. That's pretty easy. A caprese yeah. salad for starters. Yeah. Um, I do like a nice kind of butter garlic pasta dish. Mm-hmm. Um, or ratatouille maybe. Yeah. Dessert. I never really make desserts. Buy one, I guess. I bet it's that's Who's that? Ice cream. I can't make ice cream. No, but you can bring ice cream. That's the whole point. That's not a game. Uh, uh, I bet they bring ice cream. They don't make every single element of it. Not like, what's what's the cut? You have to what? make. Yeah, they can't. They have to make everything. I think. <laughs> uh, uh, I think. You have to. I think I watched one once where someone did buy a cake, but then I think they end up to it. Right. Okay. You'd feel pretty bad if you yeah. bought a cake and then you run on that cake. And then like, yeah, but like bread. That's like no one's making their own bread. I'm sure some people do make their own bread. Yeah. But yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't make a sandwich, would you? <laughs> you uh, buy some. Don't ask me what I'm going to make. Like, I'm yeah. What would you What would you make for dessert at least? Uh, that's the one I can't really dessert. do. Dessert. Well, we kind of did a meal the other day. What did we have for dessert then? I can't remember. Well, last time you made pears. Oh yeah, I do like my poached fruit. You made poached pears. That's a good one. Yeah, it looks kind of classier than it is. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do that. What are we talking about again? <laughs> I had the footballers doing it. Yeah. Well, I hope we answered this question, and I hope your friend doesn't die. We've got another round, Jack, in the FA Cup. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm loving it now. It's getting big now. And I don't like, do you know what I don't look like is like shrugging his tickets, but I guess that's part of it. Yeah. Um, I guess the, uh, we got to the fifth round in round one. We've just done the third round. It's getting Prem earlier. When, when we had Newcastle, they were in the championship, weren't they? No, they were in the Prem. But we are you sure? Prom, I think. I think they're maybe both lower Prem. And they just come up with Rafa? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because getting like Prem early kind of feels a little bit like, oof. I like I like meeting these new little teams and kind of getting to know. Them. Yeah, but listen, you can't look a, a gift FA Cup in the mouth. As they say. Good as they bloody say. <laughs> yeah, and uh, who knows? Maybe Tottenham will win it. Well, thanks for listening, listener. Um, we'll be back at some point in the future. I'm not going to commit to I next like how week. I said listener. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in. You're the one person. It's personal. It's one to one. Yeah, it's like a conversation. We should leave breaks in our conversations to let them. <laughs> what are your the, thoughts? That's the next level of podcasting. <laughs> Yeah, for a conversation. Maybe we'll do it next week. But yeah, you're right. Let's let's sign off here. Um, all the best, guys. Cheers. Bye bye.